What's going on, everybody? Dalton here from the Up for Debate podcast. You guys know what's going on. We got 302 birds in the house tonight. Now, listen, I want to make a quick business announcement before we start off stuff. So I think moving forward, the 302 Birds podcast is going to start going live Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Now, I'm still working it out with Tony Tucker and the fellows from Warzone, but that's the goal moving forward to get some more consistency and more importantly, get some of you passionate Eagles fans in the chat. Um, I got the crew with me tonight. We're missing a few, but it's okay. Some people may be joining later. Uh, moreover, we have Declan in some kind of a Philadelphia jersey. So you want to just say what's up, Declan? Are you a Phillies fan? Yes, sir. I'm currently watching my favorite team lose the biggest game of their season. Really not the best vibes to start the show. And there's a stampede above me, so I hope you can't hear it. But, uh, you know, it, hopefully it'll get better as we go on and we can actually take the lead here. But we'll see. Hey, well, you're all good, man. No worries at all. Um, we don't hear any stampede. Uh, only stampede we're hearing is, unfortunately, the Phillies loss that may come. They need to start playing better. You hit the nail on the head. I never had it. So I want to just make sure everybody on here understands how your teams go. So you're not an Eagles fan, as you revealed last episode. You're a Giants fan, Sixers fan, Phillies fan. And then what about hockey? Flyers. I'm I'm Philly all the way except for football. I just love Eli Manning too much, you know? It's just how it goes. How could it's you okay. know? He, him and Nick Foles are the only two that ever beat Tom Brady. So that's something we can always relate on. What about my, my last question for you, and then I'll move on to Josh and Jack, but I know you have a little brother, uh, Ronan. Is he an Eagles fan or is he a Giants fan too? Ronan is an Eagles fan. Unfortunately, I'm the only Giants fan, but, you know, there's always time. There's always time to convert. I like that mentality. And we got to get Ronan on the show sometime too. I'd love to hear his take on the Eagles. We'll try to keep PG with his segment. Don't worry. Um, but, yeah. That's interesting. I've never heard. So usually it's like one of the two or two and two, but that's a cool combo. Um, and as much as I hate the Giants, if there's one player I respect on the Giants, it's probably Eli Manning. I mean, he when he played against us, he was fine, but watching him kick Tom Brady's ass. Anyways, I just did the Italian kiss. I'll take it to the Italian stallion himself, Mr. Josh Zett. Show everybody the bruise. Show us what you've been showing all night. Come on. <laughs> yeah, so I uh, played in a club lacrosse tournament this week. Uh haven't played the cross in seven years. It's kind of like an emergency backup. And uh, I have bruised ribs, and I broke my pinky, as you can see. Yeah, yeah, it bruised my entire hand. It's all sorts of bruise. It really hurts. Uh, it was fun to play. <laughs> Loser. Uh, so uh, that sucks. The Eagles suck. Luckily, University of Maryland, College Park, we got a big game this Friday against Iowa, uh, fifth-ranked Iowa. Both teams are 4-0. It's going to be a great time. Super excited for that since the Eagles no longer make me feel any happiness. So, yep. Yeah, it, it was – we'll get into it. Anyway, I'll just let Jack say what's up. What's going on, Mr. Jordan? How are you doing tonight? Do, doing well. A little salty after this loss. Um, not to mention we got a lax guy in the building right now, Josh Sepp. They got second place uh, this weekend, right, um, in North Carolina. So, he uh, took a – Plane there or drove there. Um, so congrats on that. Um, but you guys haven't mentioned yet, and I'm surprised you haven't, that we're now on Spotify and Apple Music, which is huge. And I'll like, thank you, Declan. Uh, we talked about it after the show, after we're off, off the air last week, trying to mention that to us. 
Uh, so yeah, we're taking off now. Really happy about what, what we're kind of pushing forward. Um, I'm getting more listeners now um, to listen to the podcast, which is huge. Uh, but yeah, you know, I had an Earth jersey on earlier this, uh, this podcast before we got on live, but you know, I can't wear the green anymore because the past two weeks have been really sad. And I wore the Sally's jersey last week or the first first podcast, and they won. So maybe it's a good luck charm. So. We'll see how it goes. Hey, I like that mentality, Jack. And thank you for bringing up a really good point. Uh, this is why I'm glad to have you on the show, the businessman himself. Yeah, guys, we're on Spotify and Apple Music now. So what's cool is you don't have to watch our ugly faces on YouTube anymore. You can actually just listen to us while you work out, while you you know drive to work, whatever you do. I don't know. I don't want to know what you do when you listen to my podcast, to be honest. We're from Philly. There are a lot of weirdos out there. When but, you go to sleep? When you go to sleep, yeah. Don't you want to listen to the sweet sound of Josh's soothing voice as you sleep? Say yeah. something to me as I would sleep. Say goodnight in a soothing voice. Don't don't let the bed bugs bite. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So before you go to sleep, before you work out, whatever you're doing, just give it a listen. Um, you know, we're local guys, and I don't want to BS anymore. I want to get right into the thick of it. Um, we'll just go into our first topic that we usually do every show. We're going to review the coach and the man under center right off the bat. Um, I'll wait on this one. Does anybody want to take this one first, you know, independently? I mean, if anybody has anything to say right off the bat, uh, either you guys want to go or Declan, you want to go? I'll go. I'll All go. right. What do you think, Jack? Uh, we mentioned, even though it was in and out of the show last week, that, you know, we need to get the run game going. Um, and we did not get that at all. Um, we had a few runs. Um, we could have. Yes, they were blocking us down the middle, but we could have gone outside sweeps or whatever and did some of the run game. We just threw a lot last or not last night. And, um, you know, we talked about it last week. The Hertz needs to get rid of the ball a lot quicker than he has been the past two weeks. Compared to the first week, it was, you know, quick release. Now he just holds the ball, holds the ball way too long. Um, he had some rushes yesterday, a little risky. Um, I know he can do on the on the ground with his feet, but he needs to be be self conscious about that. And we don't want him to hurt, get hurt, because yes, we have Joe Flacco and Gardner Minshew, but I think Jalen Hurts is the future of the Eagles. He needs to play a lot better um, and better play calling from Sirianni. Um, I know I was, actually came back last night talked to my dad. He does not like Sirianni at all. And I said, Dad, well, like, relax. Like, it's only three games into the season. Brand new head coach, give him some time. Um, so in due time, I think uh, if we kind of go back to week one and have the play, that uh, game play that we did, I think, you know, it will turn around and we'll be able to, you know, win these next couple games, these next couple big games. Yeah, I think that those are all good points. Um what were your thoughts, Declan? Um, I know you're a Giants fan, but if you caught the game on Monday Night Football, I'm sure being at Temple in Philly, you know, you probably heard your roommates, right? Oh, you know, I was watching Monday Night Manning. You know, I, I had to had to see my boy while I was watching that game. But uh, I think what we saw really was a second year quarterback. And I mean, he had some really, really good plays. He had some really, really not as good plays. I mean, he overall, like, that's what you would expect from a second-year quarterback. And, Jack, it's like you're saying, 
Sirianni's in his third game as a head coach. You know, he's never been a head coach before. It's completely different than being a coordinator. So it's it's growing pains. And we knew that coming into the season, that that's what this team was going to be. It was going to be taking a lot of time to figure out what plays work, what systems work. And especially against a defense like they saw in the Cowboys yesterday, it was never going to be easy. Um, and it, it starts with the running game. I mean, they, they had 12 carries for 64 yards. They need to start pushing that a little bit more. They need to uh, run Sanders out of the backfield, like you were saying, toward the outside, especially against a team that's going to stack so heavily in the box. Um, it just – they need to figure some sort of balance out because it's been two – the past two weeks – they haven't been able to figure out a healthy uh, run-pass balance. Um, and that I guess that's something that comes with time, but until they can figure that out, this offense isn't going to be able to live up to its potential. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, Second-year quarterback, I mean, you pretty much took the words out of my mouth, so I'll just take this real quick and then I'll pass it to Josh. But Second-year quarterback, we saw some great throws. I think uh, the first drive when Jalen Hurts came out and completed like a 38-yard pass to Goddard when Dallas just scored on us, I was like, oh, shit, like it's on. It's on like Donkey Kong. Like I was ready. I was like, this is Eagles Dallas. Like let's go. And then, you know, like you said, there were great throws like that 38-clutch-yard pass, and then he's just getting too excited is what I really wanted to say. He's getting excited. He's feeling the motion in the moment, and he's like, Oh, I'm going to throw another touchdown. He chucks it downfield. And that pass, to, I guess it was Rager that he threw it to on his first pick. I don't remember exactly, but it's just like, what are you doing? Um, that's all I had to say. What, what were your thoughts, Josh? Uh, yeah, it's real simple. We beat the Falcons by running the ball, throwing short routes. The last two games, we have not ran the ball. We have not thrown short routes. We've tried, taken many deep shots. You have seen Jalen Hurts lead the pocket early. Bad. All bad. Yeah. I mean, it was all pretty bad. You know what I realized? I never actually did. Let's hit that intro, baby! up on you i'm keeping you young right there y'all thought i forgot about the intro i'm just keeping everybody young and after that game i know we all wanted to get stuff off of our chest that was the point i've been trying to make frustrating game to watch um and i really want to just bring up something that we've all been talking about and get into our next topic like what the hell is going on with the eagles decisions right now we're giving miles sanders the ball who is a premier elite running back in my opinion we're giving him the ball twice like what, what are we thinking, in my opinion? It's just pure insanity. What uh, Coming from an Eagles fan, we'll start out with Josh, because I know you're pretty big on the run game when we play Madden against each other. What was your thoughts on uh, giving the ball to a premier running back only twice? Uh, it's terrible. I understand in Philly, ever since circa Andy Reid, like 2001, we think that with the West Coast offense, like screen passes are basically count as run plays. I get that. I get that in the last three coaches we've had, they don't like to run the ball, with the exception of Chip Kelly, who was a dickhead. I don't like to talk about him. I don't get it. 
I don't get it. You can you can make the excuse, oh, the O lines hurt, but that hurts when we're throwing deep passes in the pass blocking game. So let's run the ball. We have Miles Sanders. Our tight ends know how to block. Where's Boston Scott been? I know he's been more in the screen game in recent history, and I know that's why Gamewell was drafted for the screen game. But give the ball the Boston Scott. Give it to Miles Sanders. If you don't want to do that, bring up Jordan Howard from the practice squad. I know he hasn't been good, but at least he's a power runner. Sirianni said after the game that he was prepared for a shootout. What does that even mean? What it was fourteen to seven at one point, and he still we had a drive where all he did was throw the ball. Like I don't, I think he thinks that running counts. Like a, like when Jalen hurts is in the pocket and he escapes the pocket and runs like that counts as like a design run. It doesn't like we need to give the ball to our running backs. It's, it's infuriating. It's like very hard to watch because our receivers are good, but they're still young. They're having issues getting separation, run the ball. It helps out young struggling quarterbacks. Yeah, it does. You're right, Josh. You hit the nail on the head, man. It's frustrating as an Eagles fan. I'm going to give it to somebody that, you know, was controlling the run game in high school, somebody that knows what it takes and how frustrating it is to have. You know, even with the injuries that the Eagles offensive line have, they still have a great offensive line. There's no denying that. Um, how frustrated were you to only see the ball given to Sanders, Jack, twice? Well, to hit on that, yeah, Josh, how I many yards did I have freshman year of football? All right, that's five yards, right? You didn't have any yards. So, anyway, um, <laughs> running, um, I don't know if – Sirianni doesn't trust our offensive line. It's what it seems like. Um, yes, we have been plagued with injuries in the past, um, but we're still we still have a really awesome offense line. We have Kelsey, we have uh, Johnson, we have all these key, key uh, blockers that we need to use more and trust in the O line, because like Dalton and Josh mentioned, Miles Sanders is an elite running back, and it's probably one of the most elite running backs we've had in the past couple years. Um, I'm not sure what's going on with that. Um, and also, yeah, Boston Scott, um, I don't really know why they haven't really given the ball to him. Um, it seems like they – I don't know if it was either preseason game or the first week. They um, did – on the goal line, they ran Boston Scott and he scored. Um, I don't know. He's he's small. He's fast. Um, I just think we need to utilize. We have three really good running backs, Gainwell, Sanders, and Scott. Use them. And, I mean, yes, Jalen Hurts is quick on his feet, but there were some passes last night that were very questionable. That one deep pass, we're going to probably hit on it later, to Quez Watkins where he, the, packet, uh, the pocket collapsed, and he just – Threw it up. Luckily, Quez Watkins was had the hands and caught it behind on the on the Cowboys' back. But we can't keep doing that because we I don't know. It just it's just frustrating, you know. I I bleed green and white, and just seeing the past three or past two weeks us kind of fall apart. We can't be doing that. I, I don't want the fucking Cowboys, part of my French, to be number one in the NFC East. NFC East. Like, what? Like, um, just frustrating. Sorry, sorry, sorry. You're right, though. You're hitting the nail on the head. Like, it's frustrating, and you get passionate about it. I mean, we'll bring an outside opinion because we all have our bias. But, I mean, what what's your kind of outside thoughts, Declan? Because, like, I know how I feel about 
you know, Saquon Barkley per se in the Giants, you know, and I'm sure you feel very passionate about that too. But like from an outside opinion, and they're both Penn State running backs, you know, that's what I love about Miles Sanders is he was under Saquon. But I mean, from an outside opinion, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is looking at it and being like, you were down 20 at one point, at least try something different, you know? It's not even a matter of, well, whether or not it's going to work. They had three carries outside of Jalen Hurts, who had nine. So it's like, at least try something different. At least try to, you know, mix it up, catch him off guard, maybe get a couple plays here and there, and that'll open up the passing game. Like, you got to at least try something, especially as a young team. They don't really have an identity yet, you know? And the only way you're going to find what works for you as an offense is trying things out. Three carries is not acceptable for a young team that's trying to establish that identity, especially with a guy like Miles Sanders and somebody behind him like Boston Scott or Gainwell. They've proven that they're very good athletes that can spread the field, that can do different things, make things happen. They just haven't had the opportunity these past few weeks. And, you know, if I was an Eagles fan, it would be frustrating to me because it's like at least do something, show some sort of like, recognition that what you're doing right now is not working and like switch it up a little bit, you know? No, that's, that's a phenomenal point. Um, what do you got to say, Jack? I mean, I don't know if this is Sirianni's like mindset. If he wants to get the opposing teams to think that we just throw a lot and then mid season starts running a lot. I don't know. Like I have no clue. Mid mid season, we're gonna be one and six. If that's, I don't, I don't agree with that point. That yeah, mid season is just way too late. The Jack just left. <laughs> uh, but Miles Sanders had the highest yards per rush last year. I think it was like like he had like five. Yeah, yeah. he had one of the highest. You're right. So he, he had two carries for 28 yards yesterday. That's 16 yards per carry, and that was before that was in the first half. He had both of his carries. So before the game was way out of hand. And Josh. That's Cowboys. 14 yards per carry. Um, I just oh, did yeah. math over you. Uh, yeah, uh, I think I I have a concussion from that lacrosse tournament. After that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, run the ball. the The Cowboys D line was also hurt. Like yeah, maybe, I, I I don't understand. I hope I hope if it, Doug Peterson would get in those habits where he just didn't run the ball, but like he would at least try start the game out running the ball. Sirianni didn't even show glimpses of it. No, it was frustrating. Jack, do you want to finish your point real quick, though? Uh, yeah, sorry. Um, I don't know. I think, like like me and Josh know, Coach Leonardo was big into throw, or running the ball a lot, and it worked, but I don't know why. But the fact that we've been throwing a lot lately, and I don't know if, if Sirianni is going to play a mind game with the opposing team and they're like, Oh, week seven, we're going to be running all the time. They're not going to be expecting it. I don't know. I don't know, but I agree. We need to start running more often. Yeah. I also, I just want to preference Jack and I were not good at football in high school. Yeah. They both know they're but, like the string players. But, but they both have experience. I like to think you learn more from the sidelines because you get to watch the game. <laughs> he and says that God, so we do a lot of watching on the sidelines. So, yeah, I think so. I mean, you guys both had a solid career, JV career, but hey, I didn't do shit. So you got that over me. 
Um, but I'll, I'll hit my point real quick. I like, number one, if you guys didn't see, I kissed my Miles Sanders jersey before I put it back in the closet because he's the one of the few bright spots of this team right now, um, if not the only bright spot. And I like what uh, Declan said. You're down 20 points. Why aren't you trying anything different, Sirianni? Like, I, I agree with your dad, Jack. You said your dad doesn't like him. I don't like him either so far. You know, week one, I liked him. He seems like a cool guy. He's wearing T-shirts of the players. He seems relatable. He's young. You're like, ah, this guy seems cool. But I just haven't liked the play calling. That 49ers game, I said all year we were going to beat the 49ers. We should have won that game. Um, and any salty 49ers fan knows that the 49ers played terrible that game. Uh, if you guys are supposedly this great team that you are ranked in the top 10 NFL teams, why did you allow it to be in like 19 to 11 game with the Philadelphia Eagles, who are apparently a top 28 team, top 30 team? You know what I mean? Like people have us at 28 or 30. Like what? Like anyway, it just frustrates me. But, you know, one of the few bright spots of this team is our offensive line and our running back. And you have a second year quarterback. Like look at that Dak's success. Dak succeeds so well, and I, I love Dak, and I'm a huge Dak fan, but Dak does so well because he could rely on Zeke. You know what I mean? Like, And that's why, as a second-year QB, you kind of need that outlet. But that kind of, speaking of second-year outlet, that kind of has me want to get into um, another topic that I want to talk about, which was the Eagles' tight end situation. Um, does anybody have anything they want to say about that to start? I mean, it's pretty much just free discussion. You don't have to, like, you can just talk. I, I will say something because I have strong feelings on this. Goddard is good. I love Goddard. It is probably – Ertz probably should not have been on the team this year. I don't know exactly what the money situation would have been if we had traded, cut him, or signed him, like kept him on the team. I like that we have shown loyalty to him. This is probably Zach Ertz last year on the team. He is physically declining, and that's that's hard to watch. That being said, Goddard has had some injury issues in the past. Like I, I don't think he's ever played a full season, which is fine. It's tight end. It's a physical position. So maybe before we get rid of Ertz, we should sign a a backup tight end that we feel comfortable with. Maybe we beef it up and fatten up. That receiver who we drafted second round a few years ago, whose only skill is blocking. Talking about JJ. I know that's easier said than done. The dude's already fatter than Evan Ingram, who sucks on the Giants, but he's still listed as a tight end. And if JJ is only going to be brought in to run block or pass block, just make him a tight end. What's the difference? That is my two cents. I love Brent Selleck, greatest Philadelphia Eagle in history. Great point. Um, I'll just take it, and then either of you guys can take it. My thoughts are, like, personally, I love Ertz. He's the guy who caught the touchdown in our only and first Super Bowl. How can you not love him? He's a Philadelphia hero. Um, you love the blonde hair, as you point out earlier, Josh. He's, he's a character. He embodies the Philadelphia mentality. But like you said, Josh, it's hard to watch. He's physically declining, and it's not easy to see as a fan. But, you know, as a business – and unfortunately, the NFL is a business. The world we live in is a business. Um, it's at some point you gotta pass the torch on from Goddard, uh, from Ertz, uh, kind of like the Eagles had to do with Brent Selleck and Zach Ertz. It wasn't easy, but oh my God, 
the year after uh, Zach or Brent Selleck left, the Eagles won the Super Bowl the following year. I'm pretty sure Zach Ertz like went off that year, our sophomore year of college. I'm pretty sure that was the year that he got the most receptions ever um, for like a tight end or something in NFL history. So it's hard to see him not as the same guy, but there's a reason that we drafted Dallas second round. And there's a reason that we drafted a guy that's named Dallas. Of all places, Philadelphia, you're going to bring a guy named Dallas into the city. He better be a good player. That's my thought. So, I mean, Declan or Jack, either of you guys can take it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's time to pass on the torch um, to Goddard. Um, but at the same time, I mean, if you've, like, realized, made the realization from Selleck to Ertz to Goddard, our tight ends have pretty much been the same kind of player – you know, they just get better and better as the year goes on. Um, I think we need to start uh, giving um, – who's who's our who's our third tight end? Um, Jack Stoll. Yeah. He played well. Is he a rookie? I don't know if he's a rookie. He's basically just running a run block at the moment. So, I mean, from what I saw from him preseason, um, he caught a lot of good passes, really good at blocking. I think we should give him some more touches. I think we should run the – uh, Goddard and Stoll combo, um, and kind of put on put Ertz on a back burner and have them kind of have him like kind of teach Goddard more and then teach Stoll. Um, I think our tight ends are good for right now, but I agree with you, Josh. We need to get trade someone or get another tight end. Um, but I think, yeah, it's time to not say goodbye, but kind of. Less in the play time for Ertz because he hasn't really done much um, since the Super Bowl. Because after the Super Bowl, they've been uh, double guard or double coverage him. So that's my point. That's a great point. I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, Declan, you want to run with it? Yeah, I don't really have much to add on except I I'm with you, Jack. I think they just need to they just need to switch the roles. I mean. Goddard should just get more touches than Ertz. I don't think he needs to – they don't need to cut him. They don't need to get rid of him. They don't need to, like, completely bench him. But there's it, clear that he has regressed to the point where he is not the number one option anymore. And I know Goddard gets hurt a lot, but so does Ertz. So it's like either way you're missing out. You got to take advantage of the young kid while you can and, uh, you know, keep Ertz on to keep uh, mentoring him. And I have no idea who Stoll is, but – Hey, if you, if you want to slot him in, be my guest. Um, but, I mean, at this point, you have to put Goddard at the number one slot. I mean, it shouldn't even be a question. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head, bro. I agree with you. Like, Jack Stoll is a undrafted free agent. So, yeah, he's a I mean, he's doing well for run blocking. But, anyways, I want to get into our next topic, and I'm going to let uh, the other NFC East fans, you guys can get an unbiased opinion, run with this one first. But, I mean, we're three weeks in, Declan. How are you feeling about the NFC East? I mean, give me a ranking, too, when you finish up. You don't have to start with it because um, it's a pretty trash division. I'm not going to blame you. It, You know what? It is. But at the end of the day, it's a very young division. You know, it's four very young quarterbacks, very young teams, very recently hired head coaches as well, a lot of new systems. So I think this is the kind of division that maybe in a few years will be really competitive. Maybe nothing near, you know, what they used to be like. Um, but right now, I it kills me inside. I don't know how I'm going to look myself in the mirror tonight uh, and think of myself as a good human. 
Um, but I have to say the Cowboys are the number one team right now, and it kills me. And I, I just, I, I feel sad, you know, just a physical sadness just kind of wash over me every time I say it. But uh, there's just no question that they're probably going to win the division this year, unfortunately. Um, and I think the Eagles are behind them, but uh, it's going to take a lot, especially in the next few weeks, for them to kind of turn it around uh, and compete. And then, I mean, I'd like to think we're ahead of Washington. We should be ahead of Washington. We're maybe a couple calls away from being winning that game and uh, Lord knows what even happened this past Sunday. I can't even watch football anymore. Uh, th- I mean, watching the New York Giants reminds me of why I'm a basketball fan because it gives me something to look forward to. But, uh, you know, it's – I think right now it's Dallas Eagles and then Washington and the Giants. So I don't see that changing throughout the season, unfortunately, unless the Giants really turn it around and, you know, stop making the mistakes that they are. But – uh, I think that's how it's going to finish at the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's a fair point. Um, I don't disagree with what you said about the Cowboys. Josh, you want to run with it? Yeah, so this division obviously is only having one playoff team because the NFC South is very good. The NFC West is extremely good. That's going to be all the wild card teams. But Cowboys are probably making the playoffs – and I kind of thought that before the year. I kind of went in with some uh, naive optimism, but that's okay. I think the defense, the Dallas Cowboys defense is much better than last season. Micah Parsons is killing in that DN hybrid spot since uh, D-Law went out. Behind them, uh, I would actually say Washington is second best, especially they might not be great with Heineke, but if Fitzpatrick comes back before – they are completely out of the playoff picture. I think they will start to be better. That defense is still good on paper. They're played like ass um, at the beginning of the season, but I think they will get better. Eagles suck, but are still in third place. The Giants are horrendous. Okay. The Giants might go 0 10. I looked at their schedule. They might go 0 10. I don't know how Jason Garrett still has a job. The most deflating thing is that, like, um, Daniel Jones didn't actually play bad this last weekend. Like he held, he doesn't have any turnovers. This no, he was the sixth ranked quarterback going into last week. Yeah, no, he's and you he's guys played still, really well. And the Giants still suck. Jason yep. Garrett needs to go. Joe Judge has lost that locker room. He's going to be zero and ten. I'm excited for the Eagles Giants revenge game because we knocked them out of the playoffs last year because we. Everybody. And we took Devontae, and we took Devontae. There's bad blood there because of that pick. Yeah, no, the press conference of Joe Judge is hilarious last year when he's, like, saying how that was disrespectful to the game of football. Joe Judge can go. Never mind. Um, yeah, so Joe, the Giants are last. But the Eagles suck. Washington sucks. Dallas, I don't think Dallas sucks. Dallas is good. Dallas is a good team. Unfortunately, it kills me to say Mike McCarthy's still an idiot, doesn't know how to call timeouts, but that's it. I'm going to run with my point real quick, and then I'll give it to Jack last. But, look, I'll give you guys my rankings, and then I'll explain it briefly. I don't want to be too long. But long story short, who I got, number one, at the end of the year, yeah, I got the Eagles, baby. They're going to somehow make it work. And for those of you listening to the podcast who can't see, I just pointed the Eagles flag in my back uh, room. Look, listen to these final six games for the Eagles. The Giants, the Jets, Washington, 
the Giants again, Washington again, and then Dallas. These are all around, if not below, 500 teams. You know, these these teams are teams that the Eagles can compete with for sure. Um, at least, you know, five of those games, because last night was an embarrassment against Dallas. But five of those games, five out of those six games, I would say they should win. Whether they lose one time to Dallas, whether they lose one time to Washington, whether they lose one time to the Giants, it's bound to happen. It's the freaking NFC East. But these final six games are where I think that the Eagles can make up. Now their next few opponents are not looking good. So next week we got the Chiefs, then we got the Panthers. Okay, that game could go either way. The Bucks, that's going to just be terrible. Uh, the Raiders and Eagles, that could be competitive. The Lions should be a great game, but it's still going to be competitive, unfortunately, because the Eagles aren't good. And then the Chargers, which I don't think the Eagles can even hang with them. The Broncos, the Saints, and then we get into that final week. So if the Eagles can figure out uh, a way to come through at the end of the year and make a push, I can see it happening because I don't trust Dallas. I thought that they made a couple stupid mistakes last night too. But here's my rankings. Number one, I'm going to say the Eagles because this is an Eagles podcast, and I'm going to go with it. Number two, then I got Dallas. Number three, I'm going to make Mr. Declan happy. I actually have the Giants here. I don't think that they're the last team in the division. And I know it sounds stupid right now, but I'm just not sold on Heineke. I have him in fantasy, but I'm not sold on him. And I think without solid quarterback play, you're not going anywhere. You can plug and play guys in the offensive line. Now, granted, you need a solid offensive line. I'm not saying that the Giants' offensive line play is not horrendous. It is. But Daniel Jones has been playing well. And as much as I hate to admit that, it's true. Like Declan and Josh elaborated on. So I, that's why I have the Giants' three. I think Washington has a good defense. But, guys, we always never talk about the Giants' defense. They were like a top-10 defense last year. So that's just my take on it. I think that the Giants will get their strides together. They'll get a couple wins. They probably play the Jets. They probably play the Broncos. They probably play the Raiders, the Lions. Teams that we can compete with, the Giants can compete with. Because as much as I hate to say it, that's going to be a more competitive game than you would think. But I've been talking too long. Jordan, take it. Yeah, um, I'll be quick um, compared to the three of you. So I think, <laughs> um, you know, it's going to be a big uh, see what the Eagles can do with the next three games. As of right now, I think – the Cowboys are number one in the NFC East, and then the Eagles, and then I agree, Giants, and then the, the Reds or the Washington football team. Um, the Panthers are a really good team. Uh, they're three and zero, which they came out of nowhere. So it's going to be a, a really uh, big competition with the Cowboys next week when they play the Panthers. Um, but if we can hang and maybe go two and one the next three weeks, I think we'll be able to be number one in the division. Panthers so are, that would be so tough for us to beat the Chiefs, Panthers, and Bucks. Like I don't, I think we could go one and two at best, and I think we're going to go zero and three. I mean, what do you think, Josh? I can see the look on your face. No, I was just saying, uh, when the Panthers play Dallas and us, they're not going to have CMC, so that does help a little. Right, so that's a fair point too. The Panther, so the three and zero teams that the Panther is now isn't the same without CMC, and uh, JC Horn is out for the season, I think. So the Panthers might win. We're not beating the Chiefs. The Chiefs are one and two. They're going to be angry. Uh, I don't, I mean, we could beat the Bucks. I really doubt it. Yeah, that's probably the – we're not going to beat the Chiefs. You're right. But, Jack, finish your point. You were you were saying something uh, before I said that. 
No, I mean, I mean, I think the next three weeks, um, whether you believe agree with me or not, if we go two and one, um, I think we can stay number one uh, in the division. I mean, the NFC East is a terrible division. <laughs> they always are not the greatest division in the NFL league. So, I mean, it's not really much competition, I think. No, all fair points, man. Um, yeah, it it's been not fun to watch, to say the least. Um, frustrated is the only word I can use. I mean, when you guys were watching last night, did you guys have anything that you wanted to share or anything that you wanted to say? Or Like, I know, actually, I want to get into a really good topic that uh, Mr. Josh Seff actually brought up. Josh, why don't you talk about your point about Quez Watkins and Rager? I think Quez Watkins is better than Rager. And I know everybody, like, the fan base is split on Rager. Uh, we could have Justin Jefferson. Shut the hell up. Okay. We have Rager. Let's work with it. I think Rager's good. Uh, actually, I think Rager is good as a receiver. He kind of has been sucking at punt returns. Uh, I don't know if that's our special team scheme, but he, he's got to do something on punt returns. But I, I still think Rager will be a good receiver. But I think Quez Watkins is better. Quez Watkins is fast as hell. He's got decent hands, which for the past Eagles receivers means he has great hands uh, on a sliding scale. I, I just think – Devontae Smith will get there. I'm not worried. People thought that was a drop last night. He should have made that contested catch that was thrown behind him. Devontae Smith will get there. I think our scheme is kind of delaying him at the moment, which is fine. He's probably getting a lot of double teams. But Quez Watkins is legit. He's real. There was a lot of – um, training camp hype over him, and I thought maybe it was like a J.J. Ortega situation. He's legit. The kicking ball. No, he's fast as hell, like you said. That's all I have to say about it. Um, I think Rager's more compact, like more of a Tyree Kill kind of small, where he's like ripped and he's small. Um, but like, I want to see both of them take off, but I think you make a good point that I think a lot of people – don't talk about Quez Watkins enough. They talk more about, oh, Rager, because he, all the hype around him being a first-round pick. I think we found a real diamond in the rough. Uh, and speaking of diamond in the rough, do you want to take this one, Jack? Yeah. Um, no, I think Quez Watkins is legit. Um, I think we need to utilize utilize him a lot more uh, than we are. Like I mentioned at the top of the show, um, that catch he had, uh, that bomb that um, hurts through, very shitty pass, um, but when he caught off the back of the um, the D back of the Cowboys, that was a beautiful catch. Like Josh said, he's fast. I think we need to utilize him more on the maybe not the deep route, maybe you know a sh like a medium route or like a, a screen because we all saw preseason or first week he had that screen and went seventy five yards for a touchdown. No one can compete with him when he's fast, like. I just think, I mean, the Eagles have been plagued also with not having the greatest receiving core um, in the past couple of seasons. I think we kind of gave it – I mean, we threw too much to Devontae Smith last night. Um, yes, he's a good player, but we have other – we have Rager and we have Watkins that can, um, you know, maybe get open and be utilized a lot more than they are being used. Yeah, great point. Um, what about you, Declan? What were your thoughts? Well, I'm just a big believer in actions speak louder than words. And right now, I mean, it's no question that Quez has been playing a lot better than Rager. 
I mean, it's, it's as simple as that. I mean, right now when you're not playing as well, you got to ride the hot hand and he's been the hot hand so far. So I, I don't, I don't even think there's a debate as of right now until Rager steps up. I think it's Quez easily. Yeah, dude. I mean, actions speak louder than words. That's a great quote. Um, and speaking of great quotes, somebody here tonight had a great quote. Um, Josh, why don't, why don't you explain this comment so everybody can kind of understand what you meant by this? Okay, I've never been a visor guy. I don't have the hairline to pull it off. Sirianni rocks the visor. He rocks the highlighter in the visor look. You can only pull off that look, though, when we're winning football games. When we start to lose and you call a shitty game and nothing is working, take the highlighter out of the goddamn visor, okay? Put it in your pocket. Maybe write something down with the highlighter. Maybe write a different <laughs> play. Take it out of the visor. That's not – until we start winning games again, the, vi the highlighter cannot go back in the visor. That's all I'm going to say on that. And it can't be a distracting color either. Like he like picks like a hot pink or like a bright yellow or a bright orange. And it's like all you can stare at all game. And like you see him and he's like pissed off. And it's like you just feel like he's a little kid. But anyway, um, I mean, I just wanted to hear Josh say that quote. He said you it see, earlier. You see the pen in my ear? Okay. I'm studying for tests. I get results. Okay. I'm a good student. Until Just a Sirianni bummer you couldn't a find coach. a run play with that. <laughs> that was good, Declan. Um, anyway, I don't know if you guys heard this today. I just thought that this was funny as shit and no pun intended. Um, but Jalen Hurts said, so they asked him about the Dallas game. And obviously, like, you're going to be pissed. Like, you just lost to Dallas and you're like the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback. You know, like, what you're about to walk into when you get back into the city. But anyway, um, Jalen Hurts had a comment on it, and he basically said, "When you take a, when you drop a deuce, do you sit there and stare at it? No, you flush it and you walk on and move away." And I thought that honestly, number one, it was funny as shit that he said that. Um, but number two, I don't know. I thought that that's a good way to look at the game. I think a lot of times Carson would focus way too much on being accountable and being like, "Well, I could have done this better, or I could have like thrown it down." I like that Jalen Hurts has that mentality to move on, but you got to watch the film from last night, man, because your decision-making process looked stupid. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on that comment? Do you like it as a fan? Um, I mean, I want to start with Declan. Outside opinion, like, what, what do you think on that? You think it's yeah, stupid? I mean, do you think it's smart? Like, do you think it's, like, funny? Like, for the Philly fan base, is it perfect? I mean, it's a good quote, I guess, but it just feels like such weird timing, you know? I mean – that feels like something you get away with as a veteran, but as a guy that is unproven, you know, it's like, it's kind of odd. Um, but I mean, don't get me wrong. I thought it was hysterical. I mean, it's, it's a good mentality in a way, but like you're saying, I mean, he can't completely flush it away. You know, he's got to, he's got to make sure he learns a little bit before he gets rid of it. Um, but I do like the idea that just forget that game because that can never happen again. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Jack? I see not in your head. Yeah, no. Um, I get the comment, um, you know, after when we, when we played in high school, if we had a terrible loss, rather than dwelling on it, we just, you know, make a better decision the next game. I think that's what he kind of meant. Uh, but you can say that, but you have to, like, show them that next week, like last week was – I mean, you have to put blame, more blame on yourself than, you know, than he was. And I think uh, – 
moving on from the game that hurt a lot last night, I think that was a reasonable comment. Next week, show us what you meant by that and get us a W. I like that. Hot take. Um, Josh, what are your thoughts on like this comment? Like being kind of like you and me are kind of like more like, I don't know. I feel like Jack, like he likes the QB, like he'll like, you know, reason with him. He'll be like, okay, cool. Like I like this guy. Whereas I feel like you and I, at least me, I'm a harder critic. And I know you too. Like you're, I feel like you're the harshest out of us three. I feel like Jack's pretty easygoing. I'm some happy medium and and you're the harsh critic. So I want to hear that. We had the good cop. Now give us the bad cop. Uh, I like to play devil's advocate. I'm pretty hard on myself as a person. So I actually don't mind what Hurt said. Um, he did take account of it. He said, this game's on me. He'll watch the film. That's not what he meant. He more meant so as a as a mental psyche thing. He's going to forget about how bad he played. He's going to watch the tape learn from what he did. I'm fine with that mentality. Um, that being said, though, He's still a young quarterback. This is only like a seventh start. This is only his third start in a new offensive scheme. So he's going to be bad. My worry is that he – the biggest issue with Carson Wentz is he never figured out how to get rid of the ball. Like that hero mentality was good when it worked, but really bad when it didn't. And towards the end of Wentz's Philadelphia career, it didn't work. I have a slight fear that Hurts will never figure out to not leave the pocket. He did a really good job of that in the Falcons game of staying in the pocket or throwing the ball away. And the last two games, it seems that he's regressed. So that's like the, I know everybody's concerned about his accuracy. I think that will come with just coaching and mechanics practice, but the not leaving the pocket issue is all a mental game. And he, if he doesn't figure that out, he's not the quarterback of the future and he, he needs to figure it out quick. He, he does. He's a great athlete. I get it. Weight room warrior, like I said last week. But he's got to stay in the pocket. He's got to watch the film and learn from his mistakes. Yeah, I think he hit the nail on the head. Um, moving on to our final topic, and I want to spend about uh, maybe like five to ten minutes on this, and then we can wrap up. I don't want to talk too much on this podcast because, unfortunately, there weren't much positives to take away from that Dallas game. Uh, but – on a lighter note, uh, hopefully being more optimistic, um, Eagles and Chiefs next week. Obviously, you know, you hear those two teams and you're like, oh, that's not going to be pretty. But at the same time, um, I think it's an opportunity for Hurts to redeem himself. Um, I, it doesn't need to be a win in my book. If you can compete, though, with the Chiefs and stay within two scores, that's a win for me. Just don't let it be a 40-6 to six game at halftime. You know, don't be getting blown out. Just letting Patrick Mahomes take take down the defense. You know Andy Reid. He used to coach in this city for a while. Now, I know that Nick Sirianni probably has a special relationship with Andy Reid that none of us know about because all the coaches know each other, I'm sure. But this guy used to coach here for a very long time. So you should at least be able to understand what he wants to run, kind of what he likes, run scheme, pass scheme. Um, and there's plenty of film out there on Patrick Mahomes. So if Jalen Hurts could throw for like two touchdowns, three touchdowns, in my opinion, and like, you know, hold on to the ball, like Josh just said, and, and not leave the pocket and make good decisions, I'd consider it a win in my book. Um, what are your thoughts, Jack? Yeah. Um, like we said, it was a tough loss to the Cowboys, which is a good team. Um, I just think we need to, I don't know, revisit 
how we played week one and make smart decisions. Um, Jalen Hurts is a young quarterback, but he needs to – he's a starting quarterback. He is the future of the Eagles. Like, he needs to figure it out and get everything squared away um, and make smart decisions and not holding the ball as long as he has in the past two weeks. Um, I honestly think that uh, if we do the run game against the Chiefs, I think it will help us out a lot. Um, one thing that we didn't mention at all is our defense has been playing really well the past – or they played really well last night um, with Cox with that sack safety or sack fumble in the touch end zone. I think our defensive line is kind of our strong uh, part of the team, um, If and we're playing really well. And with that T.J. Edward sack on Dak, that was a beautiful tackle. I think we need – you know, our defense is all good right now. I, th- I was a little questionable – about uh, the new head, the new defense coordinator, but the past two weeks he's making good decisions on the defense end. Um, I just think we need to you know pick it up on the offense. And like you said, I think it was maybe it was Josh or you, um, but one of you guys said something about Javon Hargrave and Fletcher Cox. I think it was you, Josh, how they were just playing their ass off. Um, do you want to elaborate on that? Uh, yeah, so Brandon Graham is hurt. I think we saw him being missed dearly in the run game last night. The Cowboys kind of ran all over us. Our D-line is still good, though. Uh, if Derek Barnett's not getting penalized 15 times a game, he's a good player. The Bucks kind of showed the blueprint to beating the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Pressure Mahomes. They have a brand-new offensive line. We're not going to win this game, though. Uh, Andy Reid was hospitalized. I hope he's good. I hope he's healthy. Um, Chiefs are one and two. Their coach just went to the hospital. We're not going to win. So let's get back to basics. Let's have our D-line play well. Pressure Mahomes. Maybe make it a closer game. Our secondary's got to play better. Our linebackers have to play better. On offense, our offensive line is in shambles as it was last year, which sucks. But at the same time, Andre Dillard played fairly well yesterday. Landon Dickerson, not so much, but he's still a rookie. So let's get back to basics. Let's run the ball. Let's see how Dillard, Nate Herbig, Landon Dickerson play on that offensive line. Let's see how they progress throughout the game. Let's see our receivers maybe get open. The Chiefs' defense can be scored on, okay? They're going to rack up a whole bunch of yards. Hopefully Sirianni doesn't game plan for a shootout like he did last night, okay? Because we're not winning this game. Let's see – Let's see positions get better as the game goes on. That's all I'm going to say. Our defensive line is still a strength. We can pressure Mahomes. So that's what I'll say about that. Before we move on, um, yeah, the defense, of, defense was on the field a lot last night. We can't, we can't do that. They get tired. Um, Cox, I'm not sure. He went down um, like mid-fourth quarter, third quarter with cramps because they were playing nonstop all game. So we need to, you know – you know, allow them to rest and do something on the offense. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. Um, Declan, what were your thoughts on this upcoming week for the Eagles? you think that we can make it a competitive game? Or I don't think we'll make it a competitive game. I'm not going to lie. But, like, what would be a good takeaway in, in your opinion? This is a good question. But what would be a good takeaway in your opinion, like, for the Eagles to walk away from this game? I think the biggest thing, and it's like you guys are saying, this is a benchmark game. You know, it's how well can these guys play against, you know, the once Super Bowl champs, you know, reigning AFC champs. Um, 
it's not going to be a win. It's not. But can they run the ball? Can Jalen Hurts look a lot better than he did last week? Um, can the defense match up pretty well? Does that front seven still look as good as it did? Um, just simple stuff like that. I think if they can at least control the game a little bit, you know, and play their their football, and uh, I think they have a chance at least for the upcoming weeks. Um, but I think this one's the kind of one where you just got to play your game and and see what happens because I, I don't I don't see it being a win, unfortunately. And I don't either, and it's unfortunate. But I mean, I don't. There are times that I get excited to talk about the Eagles. I hope next week when we get on the podcast, I get excited to see you guys, and I get excited to broadcast. I don't want to mistake that. But this week did not feel the same going into the past few weeks after that game. Um, final thoughts, just wrapping up. Does anybody have anything that they want to say? You just want to say a quick goodbye? or uh, Base is loaded. You want to say goodnight, Josh, to me, like you did earlier in the episode? Don't let the bug bites bite. Yeah, good night. No, I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, let's like I said li- earlier. Uh, let's see how people do. This is kind of like a like a progression game. Like, let's see how individual people play. Okay, if we play well, we're, like I, said, we're not going to win. If we play well, maybe we can carry that confidence into Carolina. That's a many. That's that's a very winnable game. We win that game. We're two and three. That doesn't get you out of like that. That is a fine record in the NFC East. So let's see how people make up for their mistakes this weekend. Let's see if Sirianni can correct some of those coaching mistakes. Hopefully we get healthy. Uh, hopefully Andy Reid gets healthy. Love that man. No no hard feelings for him at all. Um, yeah, so that's, that's, that's it. No, that's all fair points. Um, Declan, anything you want to say before we wrap up? Yeah, this is just going to be a gauntlet stretch for the Eagles, and it starts with this game. So it's going to be uh, – if they can at least get a little better with each week, they'll be set at least, you know, coming soon. I don't know if it'll be this year, if it'll be next year, if it'll be the year after that, but this is going to be growing pains for the next few weeks, I'm sure. Um, but I'm uh, I'm keeping my attention on the fills and I'm keeping my attention on the Eagles. I think, you know, bases loaded, top, uh, top ninth, one out for D.D. Gregorius. So I've been kind of glancing over every now and then, just saying. So, uh, you know, I think it'll be growing pains for both these teams, uh, but especially the Eagles. So it'll be – there's a lot to look forward to, but these next few weeks might be a little tough. Yeah, all fair points. And thank you again for coming on, Declan. We always love to have you. Um, Jackson, what's yeah, up, man? Um, we all hit it on the head. Um, I think this is not going to be a W, uh, but that doesn't mean that the Chiefs are unstoppable. We – if we play the basics, get back to the basic roots of the Eagles football, I think we have a chance. Um, I hope we win, but it's going to be a tough game. The Chiefs are a really good team, and like Josh said, they lost last week. or They're 1-2 and two right now. They're, gonna, they're coming for blood uh, this week. So I think we need to you know, fix something on defense, make sure everyone's healthy, and then you know, have a good game. I'm excited to watch. Yeah. All great points. And uh, Jack, thank you earlier for in the episode reminding me. Guys, follow us on TikTok at 302Birds. I'm posting a lot on there, and I'm going to try to get some of these old men on there with me. Follow us on Instagram uh, at 302Birds. We're on there as well. And more importantly, we are on Apple Podcasts now. Um, probably by the time you hear this episode, we'll definitely be on Apple Podcasts. 
Um, and we are also moreover on Spotify. That I know for a fact. That's a lot easier. So listen to us while you work out. Listen to us while you sleep. I don't care. Just listen to us. Show us some love. Um, take us with you on the go. Watch half the episode. Listen to half the episode. Whatever you got to do to show support, we love you for it. We appreciate your support. And moreover, we hope that next week we will have a more um, enjoyable topic to talk about. Because, yes, we brought that energy tonight. Don't get me wrong. But next week, when the Eagles beat the Chiefs and shock the world, 